hello, I'm RJ City, and you are listening to the Monster Cast. You're going to talk about Bela Lugosi. They're going to talk about Lon Chaney Jr. Be so sad, holding his hat, saying, please put me in this room and don't unlock the door. And you can't do any better than the Doll Brothers. Jack and Ryan, they're brothers, but they're also bros. What? Pardon? Wrestling. Well, who the hell wants to talk about wrestling? These are horror movies. It's, it's the deep genre. It's a smart genre. Fantastic actors. Fantastic cinematography. Wrestling is just sweating and fireworks and bouncy ropes. There's nothing. So how do you talk about that every week? All right. Let's see them try. Take it away, you crazy dolls. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross App Fightful here. You're watching the Monster Cast with Jack and Ryan. A big shout out to those fellas. Good people. Check them out. Jake and Brian. Brandon Cutler here from AEW, and I hope you guys have an awesome podcast with the Monster Cast. What what was that? Your name is Jack and Ryan? Shut up, Jack and Ryan. Wrestling podcast? How fucking original. I guess I just I mean. You're welcome. Here's your host of the Monster Cast, the Straight Edge Monster Jack and Ryan. Everybody, welcome to the WWE Draft Show by yours truly, the MonsterCast. I'm Jack, that's Ryan, and night one is in the books. It happened on SmackDown, um, eight rounds. I'm going to break them down. They had four rounds technically from them, but we're breaking it into eight because they both had two picks in each round or whatever. So I'm doing, um, I'm doing them to eight rounds um, so we can actually, because I can't fit... 20 people on a graphic, right? Because, like, OC and, uh, what was it? The OC and, uh, I want to say OC and Damage Control got picked back-to-back or some shit. I can't fit seven people yeah. on a graphic, so <laughs> that's not going to happen. That's not around for staples for some reason. Yeah, no, no shit, right? SmackDown really wanted staples, but let's get into it. We're going to break it down round by round for you guys, and we're also going to give each one of them a grade. Um, I just spent a lot of time on this, so I hope you guys enjoy it. And this will be available exclusive to our YouTube channel, which you can find if you type in at Real MonsterCast in the YouTube search bar. Will be um, pretty much the top thing that pops up. So check us out. There are two cartoon characters standing in the ring. You'll see it. Um, all right. You ready for round one? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Round one, SmackDown chose, of course, why not, the Universal champion and world champion uh roman reigns and he got bundled up with solo sokoa drafted to smackdown the things that they used for their draft card roman undisputed wwe universal champion for 971 days 
and Solo, Enforcer of the Bloodline. So that's who they chose first. And Raw went with Cody, the American Nightmare, Rhodes. 2023 Royal Rumble winner has held eight championships in WWE. Son of the late WWE Hall of Famer Dusty Rhodes. No mention of how many TNT titles he won in AEW. I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Or at least mention the NWA. Yeah, NWA. Yeah. Uh, uh, how about tag champ with uh, Sandow and Bob Holly? Did they not mention? Isn't that not one of his eight? I mean, that, yeah, but let's break it down, man. I, I like oh, okay. I like breakdowns, dude. I don't yeah. like, like has held no, no, eight no. championships. Well, the problem is, if they broke it down like that, you would see how ridiculous the eight runs are. But being able to say eight runs sounds better than well, saying. Yeah, I don't, I don't oh, mean to say who he won the titles with, but it would be yeah. nice if they did it like on the back of an action figure type deal, where it's like one time this champion, three time this champion. You know, mm. I don't I don't need individual breakdowns of who you actually teamed with. That was kind of a joke, but. Uh, we already know he's the late, uh, the son of the late WWE Hall of Famer Dusty Rhodes. Like it's mentioned in every fucking promo. Learn something. I, had, I just thought it was a coincidence. His last name was Rhodes. Like the Briscoe brothers, their last name is Briscoe, but they're not related. So I thought it was the same thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you? Did you think that? I had no um, idea. AEW kind of messed you up those first two years when he was just go Cody. That was a Cody. Yeah. Up. Yeah. I thought his last name was Nightmare. Now that's Rhea Ripley. <laughs> Yeah. It's Rhea Nightmare. You didn't know that? Yeah, Rhea Nightmare and Cody Nightmare. They're siblings. I'm surprised that Vince didn't make him change his moniker because he already had the the Nightmare and Rhea Ripley. You can't have two of the same nickname. She's an Australian Nightmare. It's different. Is that what she's called? Could be. A future WrestleMania main event right there. Yeah. I mean, she was staring at Solo the other night. Good. Speaking of Solo... What do you think of the first round? Um, before we give it a grade, obviously, but like, what do you think of the the two options here? I kind of feel like Triple H was trolling people with these two picks, obviously. I mean, who else? Okay, with who they've positioned as being the top two guys in the company, who else would they have put in the first two picks, the only other person you could say aside from Cody Rhodes in the Cody Rhodes spot would be uh, maybe Brock Lesnar. But, but see, here's the thing: you got to talk about who was av- available to draft too. So Brock and Seth aren't available to draft until Monday. There's oh, two different thing? pools of wrestlers that they're pulling okay. from. This is so stupid. Why do they make it so complicated for something they're going to do for like three months? Um, because they don't yeah. want everybody to just pick the same fucking people every year in the first five rounds. And then uh, nobody picks people like Asuka, even though they should be until like round 15. You know, that is interesting. I think that would have been a, a, a bigger statement to the wrestling industry at large or wrestling on how they view people. Yeah. If they had, if they had picked the women's champion in the first round, as opposed to the men, like you, okay, here's the, we pick the men's champion. Okay, fine. I'm going to pick a women's champion. Um, so that is a little strange that they're picking Cody, who's not a champion at all. Uh, obviously, I mean, it's, they do eventually pick the women's champions in the first round, but I mean, for the first pick, like, it seems strange, right? Um, I, I mean, don't you think it would have made just as much sense if, and we're going to get around to in a second, who was, like you said, it was Bianca for SmackDown and Becky for Raw, right? So if Raw picks, uh, I mean, if SmackDown See, the thing is, is I guess they just because they wanted fucking Bianca on 
SmackDown because SmackDown got both of the champions. So by in your defense, it would be Charlotte would have been in this pool and Bianca would have been in the other pool. And then Raw would have picked Charlotte to combat in the Roman Reigns pick, right? right. And then yeah. SmackDown could have been like, oh, well, fuck that. We'll pick Becky then. And then you go, if you're Raw, then you take Cody. Right. And he still would have been a first round draft pick underneath that, right? Because it's they're underneath the reasonable. way they do it. Yes, correct. Yeah. So it's it that is weird. Um, it does make it seem like they don't uh, they don't value them in the same way. I mean, if you want it, the, the easy way to make that statement is if you want Bianca on SmackDown, just put her in the other pool. Put uh, Rhea in this pool. Yeah, Rhea. My bad. I said Charlotte yeah. earlier. Yeah, and then you would just have Rhea do the be the raw pick and then yeah you do the exact same fucking thing it doesn't make any sense man yeah um, i don't think there i mean there's there's thought put into it but i don't think still enough thought put into it and with that much time that you had said that you like announced it beforehand and everybody knew it was coming and then you said it was coming in two weeks and you had two extra weeks to actually like put this together and this yep. is what you did i'm supposed to believe that a show that has Three hours of programming, their first pick was not even a champion after you just picked champ a champion, the longest reigning champion. How does that make any sense? Also, I think that's why they started on SmackDown, because I believe they usually start this on Raw, but it would have made no sense for Raw to have the number one pick and not pick Roman if that's where you were going to have him go. So or I think that's why, another reason why they put it on SmackDown first for night one. That and why also, uh, obviously they, they pick Gunther later, so we'll, we'll get to that. But Gunther's been a pretty dominant Intercontinental Champion for a while. So why wouldn't Raw pick him first? Right, exactly. Or pick pick him after the Bianca pick. Like, there's a lot of stuff here that just doesn't make sense for the hierarchy that they're trying to establish. Oh, you could have left Bianca in this pool if you would have put if you would pick Gunther sec or pick Gunther before Cody, right? So you go yeah. Roman first, Roman and Solo. Then you pick Gunther. I'll take your fucking other champion then that's been just as dominant, right? Or not just as dominant, but you get what I'm saying. Second most dominant. And then they go like, oh, fuck, well, then we'll take your Raw champion, Bianca. And then they're like, okay, well, then we'll fucking keep Cody while we can. Yeah. Or Becky. You could even have Cody drop down to round two, the first pick of round two. Mm. Either one of those would have worked. Is there a rule that says, like, okay, so obviously SmackDown pick Roman. Um, and Roman's got both belts. But let's say, like, uh, for Gunther, now that Gunther's on... Um, Raw, which again we'll get to on the next round, but is there a rule that says now Raw can't also pick Austin Theory and have two secondary titles or what? Because normally the way they do that is the secondary titles one will be on each brand, and the two world titles one would be on each brand. Or even like a better example, like let's say Bianca got picked for SmackDown. Is there a rule that says that they can't also pick uh, Rhea now? Now obviously they won't because it doesn't make any sense. But is, was that a rule that was set? Because if it's not, then I could see not wasting a pick on someone because they've already picked the opposite champion, so they, they're not allowed to get the other person. Okay, so the best way I can describe that, right, is... Because we um, know they're not going to do it. Yeah, right? I know is they're not going to do it, but it's not rule. technically been set out loud in a rule, no. Right. So, like... That's another thing, like, if you're looking at this from a logical standpoint as a fan, like, just a casual fan that's viewing this draft as pure kayfabe, right? Why am I not trying to stack up as many fucking championship belts on my on my show as possible, is what you're trying right. to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's a valid argument, and then it's kind of like, um, it also kind of puts into the... 
I would, I would have like if you were gonna do that and say that no, you can't do that, and it's a specific rule that you can't do, then you just have the round one or night one be straight champions. Champions, yeah. I yeah, agree. because now if that was a straight rule that you had to follow and they pick Gunther early, then SmackDown already knows they're going to get Austin Theory, and then they don't fucking have to pick him. They don't have to waste a pick. They can literally just have him in the supplemental draft or the fucking very last pick of the actual draft and be like, okay, yeah, we already knew we were going to get the U.S. champion. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Right, exactly. Like, it, there's, we know that they're not going to do it because they always do the split the same way, but they have to establish that as a rule, and then you have to work around that rule in ways that make sense in kayfabe. And it doesn't, it just doesn't feel like they've done that, so... That's my problem with it. All right, so overall grades, though, for round one, we're going to pick them together. We're going to do SmackDown first because we got the first pick. What would you give the overall grade for SmackDown picking up early the Undisputed WWE Universal Champion and Solo Sokoa? What do we give it? Uh, I mean, that's that's a pretty easy A plus. I mean, I mean, it's a pretty like dominant. it's a pretty no brainer, right? It's like yeah, there's, Bryce there's Young in the WWE. It's like Bryce Young in the NFL draft. Like he was number one the entire time. You mm-hmm. get up there if the Carolina Panthers don't pick him, then it's kind of like what the fuck did you? Why? What the fuck were you thinking? It would have been like if SmackDown had picked Cody first instead. The 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 thing about that is that it already would have been the no brainer pick if it were just Roman. But you get Roman and Solo at the same time somehow. Yeah, that's easy A plus. And you know Heyman's coming with them, so you got the mouthpiece too. Yeah. And the other thing is, is and the funny thing about the this being at the same time as the NFL draft, which I love by the way, because everybody's already in the draft mood. If you're a bit, if you're a football fan, you know. So I think having this at the same time as that is brilliant. Um, so maybe that's why they pushed it back and it wasn't right after WrestleMania like they usually do. Um, as far as like as far as like two weeks after WrestleMania, I mean. It's after WrestleMania, but you get what I'm saying. And a lot of and like the, the early days, I believe it was in October. It wasn't even it wasn't even around WrestleMania season. But anyway, the other thing is, is that in the NFL draft, your Bryce Young pick, you don't know what the fuck he's gonna be. Roman's already dominant, so yeah. it's it's literally a slam dunk no brainer pick. So I assume that we can both give this an A plus. All right, A plus for their pick. Now over to the Raw side. What do we think about Raw picking Cody? I mean, obviously we've already nitpicked it, so it's not going to be an A plus. But what so, would you give it? Um, in kayfabe, uh, fucking a B. Like you understand why they did it, but I feel like there were stronger picks, especially if you look at recent history. He's gotten his ass beat by Brock Lesnar repeatedly. Um, he's coming off of an injury he lost uh, his big championship opportunity really all he's done since he's been back is have a brief little thing with the Miz and beat Seth Rollins three times he hasn't really done that much so I don't know why I would pick him as my first round pick I would won pick... the Royal Rumble at number 30 it wasn't like he was at number one yeah, by the I way I want to throw this out there at you and we're going to just go down because of who was in the draft pool and who got drafted for the rest of the show I want to know would Ryan have picked them over Cody with the number one pick for Raw right so here we go so you got Bianca Belair, yes or no? Probably, yeah. You would have kept I her think... on Raw with the, or yeah, you would have kept her on Raw with yeah. the title. Becky Lynch, mm, no. Imperium, yeah. I mean, that's that's the one that I was thinking of as the obvious example. Oh well, we're not Is done it, because there's I'm a couple someone, others that you would might be. Just pick, there's there's ahead. a couple others that might be. You might be thinking, hey. If you're, if you're like, let's say, I mean, it's Cody, right? Cody has no right. championship, like you said, right? What about Drew McIntyre? 
Um, with his contract issues, or are we keeping Kayfabe? <laughs> no, Kayfabe. Uh, he still got he picked just, on night just, one. Yeah, he just lost the match to Gunther, though, so I would still pick Gunther over him. So I don't. But would I pick him over Rhodes? Probably not, only because Rhodes has recently been in the title picture and has the thing with Lesnar now, and, and McIntyre just lost the, the secondary championships. Two, more, two more quick ones. Two more quick ones. Mm. Uh, Bobby Lashley. Yes. And Shinsuke Nakamura. No, but only based on what he's done recently, not what I know he's capable of doing. But you had to think about these, right? It wasn't a slam dunk Roman Reigns type deal, right? You get what I'm saying? So that's I mean, why Bobby I actually was. I actually go lower than you. I would okay. give it a C. Okay. And you gave it a what? I gave it a B, but only because I don't think Rhodes is a bad pick. I just think there were better picks. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. I, yeah, I, I, do, I feel like, okay, so I would pick... You've already got two out the gate that I definitely would pick. Imperium, because you get fucking three people and the Intercontinental Champion. And Becky, no, not Becky Lynch, but Bianca Belair, who is a champion. Then I would head scratch and like split hairs and stuff on Lashley, McIntyre, and probably Nakamura, even though Nakamura is a distant third out of those three because of what you said. But the fact remains that there's five quality fucking people up there and you picked uh, neither of the two champions, right? Not the not yeah. the stable, right? Not the former world champion, two-time world champion, and not the former uh, two-time intercontinental champion and two-time U.S. champion. So that's you went with Cody, right? So like, there's I'm gonna we're gonna have to give it a what? That would be a C what plus. Did, you gave a it a what? Minus. I gave it a B, right? You gave it a B, uh, and I'll, I gave it a I gave it a C. So I'll that's go, a C plus. I'll go B minus on it, and you can make it a C plus. All right, C. Okay, C plus. Yeah. C plus for that one. Terrible. All right, we ready for round two? Well, technically. Well, when you say round two, I mean the second mean the part ones... of, the, for the, of the first round. I broke it up to okay. eight rounds. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Because the way they did it, like this is all round one for the first four picks for some reason. All right, here's round two. We just talked about it a little bit. SmackDown got the Raw Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, who's the current Raw Women's Champion, undefeated at WrestleMania and the 2021 Royal Rumble winner. And then Raw kept Becky Lynch, who is a former eight-time Women's Champion, won the first ever Women's WrestleMania main event, and a former Tag Team Champion in the most recent of her history. Uh, what do we think about these two picks. Um, let's start with uh, obviously uh, SmackDown getting the champ. Easy A, easy A, A plus even. I mean that's again same same. I, I mean I wasn't going to the grades yet. I just meant like. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I mean, mean like this is like is if you're SmackDown right, if you're sitting in the SmackDown draft room right, like they mm -hmm. did that very first time that they went to Fox and they had shown the <laughs> clips so of the inside people like yeah let's go like yeah. it was the NFL right, which I love because anything that you're gonna play up that much it makes me more like involved in it too i mean i totally knew it was bullshit right but right. i still i still like the visual of it right like so, who are these people that care that much about yeah exactly right like where the fuck are you when they have doing stupid ass storylines like the title swap right no, so literally the uh, no room. i'm not fucking excited. doing that that's dumb um i'm but so anyway, excited to write stories for these if i'm picking roman first and then they pick a non-champion how smart is it of smackdown just to pick hey i'm gonna, gonna take your champion. fucking yeah. champion like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> so dumb the only title, by the way, that, that you mentioned earlier, the only title that was guaranteed to not 
have both titles on the same one would be the new newly announced World Heavyweight Championship because he mm-hmm. said whatever brand gets Roman, the other one would automatically get the world title, but it doesn't really count either because it's vacant. You get what I'm saying? Well, okay. Here's the thing, though. Uh, okay, never mind. We'll talk. We'll talk about that tomorrow, um, because that's more about that's more commentary on how silly that whole idea is, anyway. But um, yeah, the Bianca Belair is an obvious choice. You, you, your dumbass opposition picks a, a non-champion as their first draft pick. Yeah, you absolutely say, okay, who's the other most dominant champion in their division? You could make the argument it was Gunther, and I will when we get to Raw's pick. But I think. Choosing Bianca Belair just makes a lot of sense. She's had that. She's had the belt for a while. Uh, probably should have lost it, honestly, to Oscar, but we won't get into that. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is easy A plus. All right, and then uh, I'll give my grade in a second. But oh no, well, I can get the grade now, and then we will just go to Becky. Uh, I give it a. Um, yeah, I fuck it. I give it an A plus too. A plus for Bianca. I was going to go down to A, but it would have been an A plus anyway with the median, so it doesn't matter. A plus. Yeah. Um, I was only going to go to A because of what you said about Gunther, and we're going to get into that in, in um, the next round. But A plus. Two fire picks from SmackDown, and then two questionable picks from Raw out the gate. And this is not even the old school style of, hey, Raw gets three picks and SmackDown gets two because they have an extra hour. This is straight right. up one-for-one type deal, and SmackDown ended up getting more stables, and they got the two-hour show. So, like, I believe that overall SmackDown definitely won night one, which we'll get to in the end. But for Raw's pick of Becky Lynch, she just lost the tag titles, got turned on by fucking Trish, right? Lita's contract is up, or, like, her little short-term deal that she had is up, and she's not supposedly supposed to come back for this uh, feud. And then your... Your main feud that you have going on now against Trish is not for a title. Right. And you got taken over, or and then Raw was like, no, nah, we want to keep you over keeping Bianca, right. which is also on your show. So the two people that got drafted in this round were literally both from your show, and you thought it would be better to risk losing Bianca. And then when you saw Bianca leave, your immediately panic mode reaction would be, hey, I'm picking Becky instead of, like you said, getting Drew? Yeah. Or even getting fucking Indy Hartwell, who got picked later on. Or Gunther. Well, like, that's, that's what I said. That's I said the one that I'm just like, come the fuck on, man. At no point does it make sense to pick Becky or even Cody over Gunther. Like, it just it doesn't work. It's silly. Um, I'm going to give this one a C. Like, where she is right now in her program, it doesn't make sense to have picked her up this early. Uh, they're obviously looking at what she's capable of in the future or what she's done in the past or whatever. But when you're picking somebody to build your current program that you're about to start programming around, it doesn't make any sense to pick Becky. Not I'm for where she is on the card, not for what she's doing. You so. gave it a what? A C. We're giving it a C minus. Gotta give it a D plus. Damn. It's just, I I understand that she brings the, she's over, right? Like, obviously we all know that she's over. But is she really any more over than Bianca is right now? Right. Is she really any more over than Rhea Ripley is right now? The two champs? Nah, she's not more over than Rhea Ripley. That's what I'm saying. Right like, yeah. She's not more over than Asuka, I don't believe, right now. But Rhea wasn't in this pool, right? <clears throat> Correct. Yeah. So, so. she's going to be, obviously, with uh, Judgment Day, I assume. But it it's, it's more about where she was picked 
instead of who was picked, right? So like if you got Becky in round six, seven, eight in the in night one, probably be a home run hit pick, probably be a A minimum. But second, the second yeah. pick was a non-champion after you just lost out on a champion and picked a non-champion in Cody. Come on, come on, man, what are you doing? This literally made no sense. Who wrote this shit? All right. Who, who booked this crap? In what fucking reality <laughs> would anyone do that, dude? That doesn't make any sense. All right. Let's take the grades off. Get ready for the next one. Round three. Here we go. Round three. Smackdown picked up the Street Profits. Luckily, both of my renders had them in their green gear, so they actually look like they go together. I got lucky as hell on that one. And then, of course, Raw picked Imperium, which includes the Intercontinental Champion, Gunther. And uh, let's go over the the card the card for uh, Street Profits, former two-time tag team champions, triple crown tag team champions. They've won the Raw, SmackDown, and NXT titles in their run so far and then on the raw side imperium gunther current intercontinental champion kaiser and uh giovanni former two-time nxt tag team champions what do we think about this from the smackdown side of things uh this is their first bad pick i feel like i think that agree yeah it's not that the street profits are bad it's that of who you have available that wasn't the next best pick um, I think you that, had a chance to get three champs in a row, right? You could have gotten Gunther. It doesn't make any sense to pick the street profits. Um, but at the point that they've decided, I guess that they want a tag team, they probably picked the best tag team that was available in this pool. Um, because the other ones were the Viking Raiders and I think like hit row. So, and the OC, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, I was about to say in the OC. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like the, of those, I would pick the street profits over them, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't have picked a, building a tag team division around building an intercontinental division. Correct. If this was switched with the next round, if they would have got right. Gunther in this round and then got Street Profits in round four, both totally of them would have been home runs. But yeah. because they did it this way and then they lose out on Gunther, this is not a good pick, um, in my opinion, as well. What do we give the overall grade for SmackDown in round three? Uh... B, but only not because the street profits are bad. It was just a bad time to pick them. I will give it a see. I will give it. Um, I'll give it a C minus. So we'll go D plus. But that's because I believe that because they were the highest available tag team that saved it a little bit. When you had Becky sitting there and you pick Becky, well, arguably that's not because that's not, she's not the highest in the tier. Maximum male models were also there, and I think that. They're probably and you're about to. I'm about to cut your cam already. Is what's about to happen. <laughs> your video feed is about to go out. All right, now we move over to Raw, and I've, we're giving this an A plus, right? This is their first good move. Uh, yeah, it's the only. I think it might be the only good move. I have to go look at this one. But yeah, that's um. Oh no, no, they've got one in the one two from this one. But um, yeah, no, like that's no brainer. A A plus. Good on them for picking it up. Good on SmackDown for being too dumb to grab it earlier. I totally agree with that. A plus. A plus for the Imperium pickup on that one. Uh, just ma like you said, makes too much sense. You get the tag you get a tag team out of it, you get the 
a long-reigning Intercontinental Champion out of it that everybody wants to see go against Lesnar. You have to come through and pick up Lesnar now, if you're Raw. When, when he's ready. Yeah, when he's ready, after he sits under the Shawn Michaels learning tree, and he can uh, <laughs> he can start doing super kicks and stuff yeah. like that and moonsaults, because he's he already leaned down like they wanted him to, and now he's just got to do everything else, and we're good. Yep. All right, so that's round three. Let's go get that stuff off of there for the grades. And now we're going to round four. All right, this one, I know you're not going to like this one. Are you ready for this one? This is not yeah. a good round overall to me. No. This is probably the worst round from both sides at the same time. Um, SmackDown picked Edge, the WWE Hall of Famer, has held 31 championships in WWE, former King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, and Royal Rumble winner. And when you look at it like that, it's like, man, that was a great pick. But Edge hasn't done shit for the last two and a half years, dude. Okay? Yeah. His biggest and claim to fame is getting stacked up with Daniel Bryan on at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. Okay? And then Raw comes back, and they draft Matt Riddle, who Ryan is not a fan of at all, former two-time Raw Tag Team Champion as part of RK-Bro, and former United States Champion. Um, what grade do you give SmackDown for getting Edge back, who was a staple of SmackDown back in the glory days of SmackDown? Uh, C, but only because he's a he's got the nostalgia draw, and because he does have a lot of past accomplishments to rest on. As far as what he's doing lately, or what he's capable of doing in the future, I think he's already talked about retiring. So it does seem like a weird thing to pick up if you're 100% in kayfabe here. I don't think you. Yeah, get yeah. If you're SmackDown, why are you picking list? him up this early? Yeah, I totally. Yeah. Agree. Round four, you're picking up Edge, who's going to retire at SummerSlam. Really? I would only. I would only say C just because there are matches you could set up with him on his way out that will bring a lot of eyes to your product. So it's not like the worst pick in the world. I will say um, that because he hasn't done anything in like a last year and a half, like legitimately a year and a half, um, the change of scenery to back to SmackDown might be a good thing if he just goes back to old edge. Depends. Are they going to bring Finn Balor over there too? Oh God, I hope not. God, I hope. I mean, I don't really, any, I don't want anybody to get Judgment Day. I just want them to pick Rhea Ripley and get rid of the other three. But Wow, damn. You don't like not, Dom? Not get rid of them, but like just split them up, like pick them all separate, right? So they're not mm -hmm. together. So like if, Dude, like, no joke. If I'm sitting there as SmackDown and Raw, and you pick Rhea Ripley, I'm just going to pick Valor and then say, fuck Damian Priest and Dominic. I'm going to be real with you. I don't want either one of them on my show. <laughs> I'm just straight up with you, dude. Straight up. It's it's Rhea and Finn or nobody. Um, But anyway, I do think it could be a good change of scenery for Edge if he goes back to um, stop trying to be fucking dark all the time. And I have a bad feeling that SmackDown's going to get fucking keep Bray Wyatt and then there's going to be Edge versus Bray Wyatt and some more dumb shit like they, he just had with the Judgment Day all the way to SummerSlam. So crossing my fingers, that doesn't happen, but that's what I'm thinking. Um, as far as Matt Riddle goes on Raw, oh, let me give a grade to Edge. Um, you said you gave it a what? C, you said? C, yeah. Uh, I, C. He's a legend. I, I guess I could go with that. I want to go C minus. I'm a very hard grader, but I'll go C. Um, I think he's the only current WWE Hall of Famer in the draft. Yeah, so he's the only one that's literally in the Hall of Fame already. So I guess I can get a little boost for that. Um, all right, Matt Riddle, who they really don't know what the fuck they're doing with right now. And I do believe he has a spot. If they're, I mean, they've already committed to keeping him, right? You yeah. committed to fucking drafting him fourth overall in your draft. Second round. 
on TV. So you're already committed to keeping this guy on TV. Um, I've soured on him as a person. You've not been a fan of his personally in a long time. I still like the way he wrestles and whatever. Um, I think he's a good wrestler. He's just a shit person. Um, but I don't like how Theory wrestles, and I think he's a shit person. So I do believe it's a step up from Theory, even though he doesn't have the title to compliment him, right? Um, I think it's a little weird that everybody else was thrown together, but Orton was left out of the group with the tag team that he was clearly in for a long time. I don't like that. Um, the, here's, the riddle pick is here's way the too with high. The, riddle, the, the problem with the riddle pick for me is you way still too have high, McIntyre right? and Lashley. Yeah, higher than Lashley, higher than Drew, higher than yeah. uh, the OC, which has AJ in it, higher than yeah. Damage Control, higher than Shinsuke. He shouldn't be higher than any of those guys. Right. And not only AJ, but also when you get the OC, you get a tag team and you get Mishin, or Mia Yim. Um, so you would have been able to pick up three people for three different divisions or three or four people for three different divisions. Like, yeah. And I understand that, that they got Matt Drew Riddle. and Shinsuke later on, but I'm saying just yeah. in terms of rounding. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. Isn't, this should not F, have been picked that high. F pick for me. I don't know why the fuck he's not doing anything. He's like occasionally playing tag along to come help KO and Sammy right now. Like it's not a, he's not doing shit. He's reminding me of when what they did with Velveteen when he got in trouble and he'd come back every now and then and just be involved in something but never win. Yeah, and or help out baby faces to see if the crowd might like him again. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That feels like what they're doing. You just gave it an F. F. I'm giving it a D minus, so we're going to give it an F plus. Wow. Oops, that's the wrong. I'm on the wrong board, my bad. Raw, I don't F know. plus. There it is. F okay. plus. Um, Terrible. Yeah, we the Cody pick and the B Becky pick are head scratchers, but at least they're over. And at right. least the people want to see them and they get loud reactions and they've um, held titles more recently than Riddle, whether that be in AEW or WWE. And, <laughs> and when they did the titles, it wasn't because Randy Orton was fucking carrying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Cody did <sighs> so carry titles because Randy Orton was carrying them at one point. But I will say well, in his uh, that was a long time ago, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is, like, this high makes no sense to me. Just yeah, this is completely dumb. And after having such a good pick with Imperium to drop off and have three out of your first four picks be head scratchers is mind boggling on a three hour show. Yeah, for sure. All right. So F plus for Matt Riddle C for edge. Let's get those grades off of there. Um, and then we will go to round five. Here we go. Round five was a good round for both um, SmackDown and raw Bobby Lashley. Former two-time WWE Champion, United States Army Veteran, 2023 Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner, and Drew McIntyre got drafted to Raw. Former two-time WWE Champion, 2020 Royal Rumble winner, and former Intercontinental and Tag Team Champion. Both of these picks are very solid. Wish they would have gone a round higher. Um, they should have been in the second round on TV and in yeah. the fourth round overall. When you break it down. So let's start with obviously the SmackDown pick. Bobby Lashley, do you think this is a good bounce back from the Edge pick? Um, I think obviously it should have been the Edge pick. That's the problem that I, I have with it. Uh, yeah, but this this pick is great. Um, should have definitely been earlier. 
but it was one of the best people that was left in the pool, so I'm fine with it. Good pick. A+. Plus. A+, plus for where it was and him still being available and then having the presence of mind to pick it. Okay, I'm going to give it a... Um... Ooh, that's a good... See, that's good, because I kind of I wanted to go A. The thing is, if I'm looking at the rest of who's available, like, this is the... My the way I'm looking at it is this is the best guy that is still available. You can argue that it was McIntyre instead of Lashley, but it was going to be one of the two either way. And you well, look I could at what argue it's going to be McIntyre, and I could also argue the OC argument that you gave earlier, where you get the tag team, the women, right. and AJ Styles. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna keep it an A. I'm gonna keep it an A though. We'll keep okay. it an A. Um, but I get where you're coming from. Now on to Drew. I assume that you're going to give this an A as well. A plus as well, yeah. Oh yeah, A because plus as well. Same thing. Like it's the best thing you could have. It's the best singles guy you could have picked if you wanted a singles guy. The thing with the AJ, it's hard to look at is... this as strictly kayfabe because, like you said, with the contract situation, I want right. to give it an A plus too. But then I'm kind of like, well, no, nah, it's it's an He's A for be me. There for six yeah, months. It's and a for leave me. And go he might be pack. gone before Edge is gone. So like, I don't know. I don't fucking yeah. know what's gonna happen. But yeah, it, that's that's hard for me too because I I keep having to put my brain in the if this was a real sport if I'm really trying to build a show around them and only knowing what I know from inside that bubble of their characters and their work as opposed to what I know outside, um, not considering things like oh yeah well Drew McIntyre says he doesn't want to resign a contract or whatever but they don't know that in this world, so. Um. All right, so A plus for you. I, see, I don't. Okay, I I got to give it an A again. Just I, like you said, it's like splitting hairs with between Lashley and McIntyre. And I'm gonna give yeah. it an A just because that contract thing is taken. Even though I'm not, I'm supposed to like leave this out of that. But I'm gonna give it an A anyway. So I'll give them both A's because I really don't want to give Drew an A plus and Bobby Lashley not because it's really it's really the same fucking pick, honestly. I mean, I, I guess if you think about it, even in kayfabe, they would know that he hasn't resigned a contract yet, right? Even in kayfabe, they have contracts. Yeah. And technically, Drew has accomplished more title-wise than Lashley in WWE, but I just feel like Lashley's has been more recent. Like, he's he's been yeah. higher up the card than Drew has, even though he was left off of fucking WrestleMania when he shouldn't have been. And Drew and had a banker match with the triple threat. So, I'm, I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable giving one an A-plus and the other one not. So, I'm going to give them both A's. Um, but let the record state that Ryan gave them both A-pluses. All right. Sure did. Round six coming up next. Get the grades off of here. There's got to be an way, easier way to do this, but anyway. <laughs> grade <laughs> six. I mean, grade six. Round six. All right, this is where it gets interesting. This is a good pick from SmackDown. I would love to get your thoughts on the Raw pick, but let's go over the SmackDown one quickly here. Drafted to the SmackDown was the OC, AJ Styles, Meech and Mia Yim, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. And then drafted to Raw was the two-time Grand Slam champion, hosted this year's WrestleMania, and the star of the hit reality show, Miz and Mrs. Uh, the Miz. So, yeah, a quality quality draft card right there. Anyway, so SmackDown gets a stable. They get the tag team. They get the main eventer. And they get the women's division. All in one fell swoop. That's got to be pretty good at round six, yeah? Yeah. Um, I'm going to give that an A. I think it's a really good pick. I think they, being able to put in three different divisions in one pick is always going to be a win. Um, and they do this again later too. They were able to put in two different divisions in one pick and, uh, well, no, I guess not. So yeah. So three different divisions in one pick here. 
Um, this all but guarantees Judgment Day staying on Raw, by the way. Right. And here's the thing, too. With AJ Styles, it's one of those things where this wasn't an obvious earlier pick because just like with the Edge thing, he hasn't done that much lately as far as singles work or as far as being near the top of the card or anything like that. Yeah, like we like we said on last week's show, he's hurt. Yeah, but if we look at this from a who the fuck is AJ Styles point of view, it's a great pick. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this one an A. I'm not crazy about the OC. I don't think they're, you know, anything like groundbreaking or, you know, I'm never like, oh, you want to hear my, about my favorite fucking OC match? I couldn't even name one. But I... I think that it's never a bad idea to add more people to a division in if you're building a brand. So yeah, yeah depth is always nice, especially when your first pick was the Street Profits. So now you already have two tag teams. Raw has none. Right. Oh no, my bad. Raw has Imperium. My bad. Raw does have one, but Imperium's kind of on the same card for me as the Good Brothers. I would rather see right. an Imperium match. I think they're a better tag team as far as wrestlers go, but they're kind of the same as like I'm not going out of my way to talk about e any of their matches that they've had like what's like your you favorite said, like, what's Ludwig their favorite, your favorite tag team match, match? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. walter at wrestlemania right. no that doesn't count right. well then exactly. i can't tell you <laughs> yeah um, so but Ludwig right. and giovanni they're they're like a solid team that you keep on the on the mid card or whatever yeah that's the problem i'm gonna agree with you with the a i'll give it an a just because you you literally in one fell swoop covered three different divisions that's awesome that's 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 something that should have been in round three i think um speaking of awesome yeah, speaking of awesome, let's go to <laughs> this pick here. And I don't have a problem with The Miz. Let me go ahead and get that out the way before I bash him and bash this pick. This was a terrible pick. This is, even at six, I don't think it was good. I think at round eight? Yeah, sure. Round eight, round seven maybe? Um, Before you got to the, some of the NXT picks? Yeah, that would have made sense. But round six, I still was... I still feel it was too high when you just saw SmackDown because you got to remember SmackDown picked first in every round. So you just saw them get four people ag across three divisions and your response was, Hey, we're going to pick the Miz who sometimes yeah. shows up with Maurice. That doesn't, that does that doesn't equal out. That's terrible. The, the correct pick here would have either been damage control or, I mean, you could, you can make an argument for, I think it's easier to make an argument to get a Dolph Ziggler than it is to pick up the Miz, honestly, or Nakamura. Like, there's, if, if the whole reason for picking the Miz is he's been a world champion before and he's been Intercontinental champion before, and he's been around, he's he's been in WrestleMania, he's done some stuff. Like, I, you could make the same arguments about what someone has done historically with Nakamura and Nakamura is still a better wrestler and he's more over as far as people like actually wanting to see him instead of rolling their fucking eyes like oh great it's another Miz segment here's my um, problem with the Miz pick and this is what I would have done if I'm raw and I'm this is 100% kayfabe right so like in real life drafts um whether you're, like if you're drafting against your friend in a in a video game or like in an actual game outside like kickball or something throw a fucking curveball at him why didn't you fucking pick Alba Fire and Isla Dawn and then they had them thinking, hey, oh shit, they're going after NXT people. Maybe now when now we need to look at NXT people. You would have had somebody for your fucking women's tag division that only has one set of titles, by the way, on the main roster. And you would already had the leg up on that. And you've got two people that no one's ever heard of or that are like young up-and-comers instead of getting Miz, who is at the tail end of his career and isn't really doing anything right now. Why not throw the curveball at him and make him think? Yeah. I think the... I think the obvious pick here was 
to do damage control. Like yeah, no, I I agree with that too. But I'm just saying, like even in kayfabe, like yeah. I I would have done damage control. I would have done Alba Fire and Isla Dawn right. to get another well, set of champions I mean, on your show. Kayfabe, even if they don't keep the titles on your show and they go back to NXT, it's still cool as fuck to be like, oh yeah, we got those. And they're kind of thinking, oh shit, what the fuck we're we gonna do? Because guess what? The tag champs are still out there because they're not in this pool. What if they fucking go get them too? You know, like make and, them think and have to and do like a panic reaction mode type deal. And this will this will sound a little bit out there at first, but hear me out. I would have picked Omas over Miz, not because of Omas, but because Omas comes with MVP. And one of the things that you would like typically pick the Miz for is his ability to come out and talk and host segments and all that bullshit. You can have MVP do those exact same things and do them just as compellingly, but also get a, a singles wrestler and a big guy for your division. Yeah. So now if they if Raw ends up picking MVP and Omas on Monday. You're, it's redundant because now you're going to have two people that do the same type of segment every right. week or every other week as far as the, the talk show host thing. So it's just yeah. dumb. And then it no, makes no sense to keep or to put um, Omos and MVP on SmackDown because the big bad over there is already Roman and Paul Heyman. Right. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. So what do, we give, what do we give the Miz pick overall for the grade? Uh, he can do entertaining segments, but this, is, this wasn't the place to pick him. I'm going to say C-. minus. I'll take that action C minus as well. Um, I don't. I don't like that pick. Uh, C minus for the mids. A for the OC to SmackDown. SmackDown is destroying in this draft right now. In case you guys aren't keeping up, destroying, destruction. All right, let's get the grades off for this round. Round seven. We got two rounds left. Round seven and eight. Here's seven. Speaking of damage control, guess who got them? Oh, fucking course they did. SmackDown. Gets damage control. Bailey, a former three-time women's champion. EO and Dakota, former two-time women's tag team champions. And then Raw gets Shinsuke Nakamura, who was the 2018 Royal Rumble winner, which we have discussed many times on this show, and not for good reasons. And former two-time Intercontinental and United States champion, as I mentioned earlier in this show. All right. Grades. But first, what do you think of the damage control pick for SmackDown? You gotta love it, considering we just said that Raw should have picked them over Miz, and then they didn't, and then SmackDown gets them right after. What do you think of the OC and damage control two stables going over to SmackDown? Um, damage control was, makes sense here. It made sense in the last round. I'm, I'm gonna, I think this was the right pick. You get a tag team for the women's tag division. You get a, a former women's champion, a pretty somebody that you can build back up to being really competitive in your women's division, whatever that ends up being. Uh, damage control was a very good pick here. So I'm going to say A on them. Yeah, for value, for value yes. at the position of round seven, I don't see how it can be anything uh, not A or above. So I'm going to give it an A as yeah. well, just to even it out, because there's no... A half a plus. So A, <laughs> I'll give it A, right? All right. So now, what do we think about Nakamura, who we both love? But do you love this pick? At this point in the draft, there's not really that many people left um, for this pool. So your other options that you could have picked, if you wanted to try to build a, a division around them, you could, uh, or like build them up to build the division around them, you still have the option of doing uh, Mustafa Ali, which I think he's got so much underutilized talent and potential that. He just he needs a place to he needs a place where somebody believes in him enough to let him run with his characters because the character work that he's been doing, especially on Twitter and shit with the 
the annoyingly positive, the positive Ali <laughs> shit. It's so funny. Like he's really good at it. Um, I I wouldn't have minded that as a pick, but looking at who else was left, honestly, Shinsuke or doing Omos with the thing that I was talking about earlier is really your only picks left. So I'm gonna give this one an A just from the lack of selection left at this point in the draft. All right, so I agree that it's you're down to the the straws here at the end, right? Mm -hmm. So especially because they lumped everybody up, so um, they go off the board a lot quicker when you have four man, three man groups, right? So Shinsuke at the bottom, and you're looking at the rest of the roster. Shinsuke here is a good pick. Shinsuke earlier for Raw, even though it would have been better than what they picked earlier, still would have right. been a bad pick because you weren't picking stables or champions. So I think right here is a really good spot for Shinsuke. I think it would have been an A plus in round eight. I'm going to give it an A minus in round seven, though. Yeah. You agree yeah, with that? Uh, yeah, I can go A minus on this. But the only because he probably wouldn't have gotten picked up. <laughs> they could have waited and they could have done um, pretty much what they what they do end up doing in the in the next round, which is grabbing some champions. So. You know what is weird though is why are we why are we drafting NXT champions at all? Are they just not going to be on NXT or is this you'll come here when you get called? What the fuck is this? I don't know. We're going to go to it right now and discuss it. Give me a second. Let's get these grades off of here. There's off there. And now what Ryan is referring to, the big shocker of the night, uh, made sense storyline-wise when you watch it on TV, but then if you start thinking about it, it made no sense, really. Round 8, the final round of night 1 on SmackDown. SmackDown threw the curveball first and got Albafire and Isla Dawn, the current NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, both hail from Scotland. That was their draft card. And then Indy Hartwell's big draft card was current NXT Women's Champion and from Melbourne, Australia. So they made it a, a point to have some extra text by just putting their hometowns and their birthplaces or whatever on their draft card. Obviously, Indy went to Raw. So now you just took the top two champions out. The Road Dog Shawn Michaels, um, segment was hilarious because it was everybody knows uh sean runs smackdown so he's like you're not going to be happy with this pick or, or you thought you weren't going to you thought you weren't happy with that pick when they picked the tag champions you're really going to be pissed off this time and then hitting road dog announces indy and sean just looks like super pissed like what the fuck you just took my top two champs right so like that was funny but in a vacuum but if you think about it kayfabe wise like you said why in the hell are we picking alba fire and isla dawn the only thing I can think of kayfabe-wise is that, hey, we don't know if we're going to be able to get our hands on the women's tag team champions for the main roster, so SmackDown got the NXT ones, and then Raw was thinking, oh shit, Rhea's not in this, and you already picked Bianca, so we're going to get Indy. So if you look at it like that, it kind of makes sense. But And the other thing to answer your question about the NXT talent, they had a room with all the NXT talent. Those were supposed to be the select ones that were available to be picked. Yeah. And I guess it does make the most sense to pick two champions if you're going to, you know, over Tyler Bate, who doesn't have a title, or Joe Gacy, who was also one of the other rumored ones to come get called up, you know, stuff like that. So technically it makes sense. I just wish they would have made it where NXT champions couldn't get called up. It would have made more sense to me. My thing is, do are they relinquishing the titles now? What is this, like, what is happening with the It's belts? not supposed, the, this is not supposed to take place till after Backlash. The new rosters do not take place till after ba after the Backlash pay-per-view. So I assume that these titles will be dropped or vacated before that happens. But that makes it really fucking obvious they're going to lose the match. I agree. Because that's in a week. 
Backlash is in a week. No one's disagreeing Wait, with you, dude. <laughs> stupid. I don't, I don't uh, you can't have well, now. As far as, as far as, uh, stupid non-kayfabe, but kayfabe-wise, this kind of makes sense, though, right? No? The only, no. I, I don't think Braun would... <laughs> no. The other thing is, here's the other thing is that we don't know is when they say select NXT superstars, they didn't break up the NXT superstars as available on night one or two. So how are we as fans supposed to know I could have got fucking Carmelo Hayes, who is the 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 main champion of your show? Yeah. Why was so I don't they they didn't split them up. So that's why I'm saying it. That's why I said at the beginning of the show they had rules in place, but they still didn't have all the rules in place. So it still didn't really make sense for the people viewing it if you're watching it um, and actually doing critical thinking at the same time, which you're not really supposed to do when you're watching wrestling, but. I mean, if you're going to try to set it up that way, then I can't. I can't be faulted for thinking that way. Yeah, that's um. Without knowing how they're treating the champions going forward, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But uh, sure, with them being available, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Kinda. Fuck it. All right. So what we give? I mean, I assume that you're going to give both of these pretty much the same grade. Since uh, they're both from NXT, they're both women's champions, and they're both. From NXT, did I say that already? <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so what do you what are we giving the grade for? Let me make sure I'm on the right page. Uh, on Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, the women's NXT tag team champions. The I forgot their tag team name, but it might just be Fire and Dawn. Honestly. Fire and Dawn. Yeah. Um, a B, only because there there was still people that you could have picked here. I think if you're trying to build a tag a women's tag team roster on your on your show, you don't pick Fire and Dawn, who have only had the NXT. Well, I think they were NXT UK champions at one point too, right? Um, NXT. That's a good question. I'm not positive on that because I remember I they think came they in to might do have the. Not got together until after because she came in as a champion, I believe. Didn't they when they did the big show with the UK people crossover when they were closing out NXT UK? They were a tag team, right? Because I, I think. I think, I think so, I but I don't think they were champs. I predicted them to win and was wrong or something. Because it was uh, it was Blair Davenport, Mandy Rose, and uh, the Japanese lady, I believe, for the three-way. So I don't know who the tag champs were. Hmm. Fuck, I totally forgot. Um, well, my thought on that, that is still going to be the same. It's, it's if you're trying to build a women's tag division, I probably wouldn't go with the, the one-time women's tag champs. I would probably even say... Pick uh pick Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville, which also came as a as a duo, because then you could still split them into known single stars if something like that if like something happens they break up or whatever. But with this team, the only thing they've done that's been of any note the whole time that they've been in the the WWE system at all has been this tag team that where they won the, the women's tag team titles. Whereas at least with Sonya Deville, you can put her in a, in a pretty good singles run later if something happens to the tag run. Um, but this is another I don't case. Know, where even kayfabe, really... I think I'd rather have Fire and Dawn because Sonya's been there for how long and hasn't done anything. You've already got people that have titles that have titles currently, and is a, and is and is an established team. Whereas Sonya Deville and fucking Chelsea Green were just thrown together. But I'm not getting them to because I care about their use as a team long term. I'm getting them to use as a tag team until I want to break them up and then have Sonya go on a singles run. Okay, fade wise though, you would you would seemingly care about the women's tag division though, and because there's so little tag teams available, calling this one up is not that bad of a decision. 
that's the thing that I don't care about the women's <laughs> I hear you, Vince. I hear you. Speaking of, right. by the way, before we get to the grades, because I, like I said, I think they're going to be the same. I'd like oh, to I... give you my thoughts on Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell going to Raw, I think could you could do the opposite. I think you should be drafting Natalia on night fucking two and having the new Hart Foundation with Indy Hartwell and Natalia Nightheart and have them as a fucking tag team going forward to help bolster your women's tag team division. Because let's be honest here, Natalia isn't really doing anything except for like once every six months when you try to push her because you have a show around Canada. And two, Indy Hartwell is just going to get lost in the mix with how stacked your singles uh, women's roster is on both brands. So what do you think of that idea? Um, yeah, but then which pick would you have replaced Natalia with? No, Natalia hasn't been picked yet. So I understand, but... Two. Just make sure you get her somewhere in night two. Oh, okay. I don't care. But the pool is different for night two. Correct. Is she not? Is she in night one? Yeah, she's in the night one pool. Well, then you can get her in the supplemental draft. So my thought on this was Candice LeRae is in the night one pool. And it's very weird to me to pick Indy Hartwell over Candice LeRae. Well, I feel... But she's not She's not um, with Gargano like, like Carrie and, and Scarlet are, right? It's just, no, it's not, just Candace, right? Johnny Gargano see, that's by himself in night two. Nah, if it was Gargano, Candace, that's, see, that's stupid. Candace LeRae is a better wrestler than Johnny Gargano. I know people don't want to fucking hear this. No, I totally agree with that's that. But 100% there, there, it would have made more sense for SmackDown to grab Candace LeRae if she came with Gargano if they're going for, they pick two people here. So, like, if you're going to get two people, that would make more sense. Especially if you've got Karrion Cross and linked up with Scarlet, then I don't understand why we can't have Gargano and Candace LeRae linked up together. Because they don't. They don't always come out together the same way. That's why it doesn't matter. She's not. Solo and Roman were put together. Come on, man! Just, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Together, they're like together in real life, but it's, it's like Seth and Becky aren't. You wouldn't. You don't draft them together just because they're because together they're not in real out life. together all the time. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae <laughs> are. They're not out together all the time. Yes, they are. No, they're not all the time. Yes, they are. That's not. By the way, is Emma and Riddick Moss together? In real life? No, dumbass. In the draft. Uh, no, they're not. See, that's another bad decision. Because they're yeah, literally see, linked together. If I said yes, you would have been like, oh, well, that's why I should have been blessed. See, you're just trying yeah. to play it fucking both ways. Yeah. And that's not playing it both ways. Yeah. That's not yeah. playing it. That's literally yeah. the opposite of playing it yeah. both ways. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so stupid. Anyway. Oh, I, I can't wait to see where he goes, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> grades, yeah. what do you think of Indy Hartwell then um, as far as a pick? Ignoring the fact that Candice LeRae didn't get picked by anybody, so I don't know how you're, we're using that even as an argument because they, they would because both she be at fault. Been picked over fucking Indy Hartwell. That's why you don't think they. Sh if, if that's the case, then she should have been picked over uh, Fire and Dawn too. Then correct? Uh, probably, but I haven't given my score for that pick yet either. Oh my god, that can't be different fucking scores. That makes no sense. They are different scores. What? Well, okay, what do you give Fire and Dawn? Uh, B. A B. A B. I think of everything that's left, if you care about getting champions and you care about building specific divisions, that's the pick that you would have picked. So is it the pick that I think is the best one that's left available? No. I think I think you could build more out of fucking Dexter Loomis or Mustafa Ali or a lot of the other people that are left than you will be able to build out of this one women's tag team for a show that doesn't do women's tag team very well at all. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a B in the sense that if they're trying to build a women's tag division, that's the correct pick. But is it the best overall pick? And do I think building that division is even worthwhile or trying to? In the face of not really having that many teams and knowing that it doesn't really get booked that well, no, I don't. Well, see now you're now you're mixing kayfabe and logic though. 
I'm not because who else do you have in in that fucking show that you're going to build a women's tag team division around? No, I agree about that part. Well, why wouldn't you just pick Indy Hartwell over the tag team division? Worry about the tag team division and the supplemental draft or something. Because Indy Hartwell or has never. Or if you're going done straight kayfabe, not even pick an NXT person run. to even make Raw fucking even think about considering NXT people. Yeah, I don't care about it. The, the fact that they're NXT people has no value to me. Their NXT belts have no value to me. If I'm no, I, in kayfabe, I, I, I agree with this. that. I agree with what you're saying. Is what I'm saying right. is kayfabe wise, if I'm SmackDown, why even draft NXT, an NXT tag team to even make Raw draft the Indy Hartwell and then just go after somebody like you said, like a Dexter Loomis or a Candice LeRae or something like that? If you're, but if you, you're, that implies that their intent in doing it was to make Raw pick an NXT person, which is you sort of reading into shit that's not really there no that's um, that's a total fucking that's a total logical thing because if i'm looking at this straight from kayfabe reasons and i mm -hmm. say oh shit no one's picked an nxt person i can get a set of fucking champions why wouldn't I'll, raw have that knee-jerk reaction just because they didn't have it earlier in the night and they probably realized that they fucked up when they got roman and we didn't get cody oh, oh. So your kayfabe explanation They got is, is Bianca, we, we didn't we got fucking becky oh my god we're look at these two rosters so far they're killing us Hey, they picked up fucking tag champs. We need to get fucking Indy Hartwell before we fuck up again. So just to be clear, your kayfabe explanation of this is they forgot that this was an option until this round. Do you see the rest of Raw's picks? <laughs> you think that's not <laughs> logical? Yeah, it's very illogical, actually. No, it's not illogical. Look at the rest of their picks. The only picks they that didn't they know made. was in the draft the entire night. Clearly, brother Riddle and Miz, I would still pick over this tag team. And that's their two worst picks. I, I disagree with that. Okay. But you also don't care about the women's division. See that you're that's the that's the logical I part that you're looking the, at it instead of the fucking kayfabe part. Tag division. Don't don't miss kayfabe me. part. Kayfabe. You're you're looking too much at the logical part of it, not enough at the kayfabe part. No, in kayfabe, I don't have enough women on this roster to build a women's tag division around. You just got so another tag team though. Great. You have two now. You're going to have damage control versus fucking uh, Fire and Dawn 30 times? And it's we still doing, better than anything that they've been putting on TV? fucking Randy Orton in the 2000s for the next It's still better than years? anything they've been putting on TV in that no, division? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Fire and Dawn, they're not, you know. Uh, I would have picked Candice LeRae here. I think that makes more sense. I think even Dolph Ziggler makes more sense to build certain divisions around. I'm giving it a B because if what their what their intent is is to try and build a women's tag division, then this is a fine pick. But broadly speaking, I think there were better picks to build a show around. I would have picked Natalia or Indy Hartwell if I was SmackDown. Got the other Why one. Why would you pick Indy Hartwell? I would have got the other one because I'm trying to tell you if they're if they're already going after trying to build a women's tag division. I told you my thoughts on what they should do with Indy Hartwell so she doesn't get lost in the shuffle. She should be part of a fucking New Heart Foundation team with Natalia. With Natalia that they haven't picked. I understand so that, but you just said that she was in the fucking group for night one. So I said I would pick, pick Natalia or Indy Hartwell. Get the other one in the supplemental draft. Then I'd go get Alpha Fire and Isla Dawn. In the supplemental draft. Then you'd have three tag teams. Make, making a lot of assumptions about which who's is still more. Be available I'm just telling you what I draft. would have done. It's not an assumption. I'm telling you what I would have done. But you don't know that they would have been available. So yes, I do. Plan, your plan relies on them being available in the. So you're telling draft. me that if I'm fucking SmackDown and I picked Indy Hartwell, that they were going to magically pick Alpha Fire and Isla Dawn? 
Yeah, probably. No, you just said that they won't do that because my other fucking explanation sorry, made no you, sense. I thought you meant Natalia. My bad. So you're saying that your whole plan with Indy Hartwell is to pick up Natalia in the supplemental draft, but you have no idea whether or not she's going to be available or whether or not the other brand is going to pick her up. So you're going to pick her up to do this plan that you have. This is the last round. Vision. It's over. But they're still leftovers. No, they don't get picked in night two. I understand they don't get picked in night two. There's a new pool on night two. Do you think they get fired? No, I'm telling you, you can get them in the supplemental draft. The supplemental draft picks still go the same way. SmackDown will go first. Yes, Raw will go second. You, you don't know that she's going to be available. The other brand might pick her. I know she's available because it's over. Who Round picks eight first? is over. Who picks first? I just told you. SmackDown picks first. SmackDown will do the supplemental picks first because Raw right. gets to go first on night two. She's not in night right. two. I under You're not hearing me. You're you not hearing not me, guy. I hear you fine. What you're not understanding is the other brand can pick Natalia before you can. No, in the they can't. Yes, it's they what I'm can. telling you. No, they can't. Listen, night one's pool is done, right? Natalia's mm -hmm. still sitting there, okay? Yes. Night two will go. Natalia's not yes. part of that pool. I understand that, that goes away. Raw will be picking first all night that night. When the supplemental draft begins, SmackDown will be picking first. Natalia right. will be sitting there. You just pick her first. It's not hard. Indy Hartwell is on Raw. I said if I was SmackDown, I would have picked Indy Hartwell. If you're SmackDown and you're trying to literally the entire goddamn division. conversation. If you are SmackDown and you're trying to pick a women's tag division, why is the pick of Fire and Dawn not the first pick over Indy because Hartwell? Because I explained and it, dude. Listen, Natalia. listen. I explained it. You just weren't paying attention. Look, I when I said I'll attention. pick, listen, just listen. When I said Indy Hartwell first to throw them off their game, you said that they would pick Alba Fire and Isla Dawn automatically. I no, said, then why the fuck? I, no, I didn't. I did not say that. I said that's I, what happened I, here. I literally said, I literally said, do you think that they just forgot that this was an option the whole time and that they would be reminded of it by you picking a champion? And you said, yes. You were the only yes, one saying that that's Raw. how they would react. Okay, I'm telling you that if you pick Indy Hartwell, they were not going to pick Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. I said that the only the, the, I only said that the other way around when I was making a joke earlier about how bad Raw's picks were up to that point. That's all it was, dude. I'm telling you, if I'm SmackDown, I would pick Indy Hartwell with the eighth pick instead of Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, like you said, right? That way, uh -huh. if you're building a, a women's tag title uh, division, you can still have Natalia sitting there, and if they go somebody else. Like you were talking about, Omos and MVP was in this pool, right? You said? Candice LeRae is in this pool. If they don't go Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, then guess what you can do? You pick Natalia in the first fucking supplemental draft pick and then just cross your fingers that they don't pick Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. And then you can have the tag team right away. And you have two legit tag teams in your women's tag team division. And I believe they, are they the ones that got damage control too? Yes, yes Eosky and Dakota Kai. So you'd have three. The, yes, it would be a risk. I'm not saying yes, it's guaranteed. Okay. That's what I'm telling you. Is but that I'm telling you that the guarantee would be Indy Hartwell and Natalia. I'm not saying the guarantee would be all, all of them, but I think you would have a better shot at getting Alba Fire and Isla Dawn later on in the supplemental draft that you just said you wouldn't even have fucking picked in the first round. I think that your plan, the reason that it doesn't make any sense, is because if you pick Indy Hartwell and then they don't pick Fire and Dawn in response. You just fucking pick up Fire and Dawn, and then whatever you want to do with Indy Hartwell in the tag division, you've already picked up, like, uh, you've already picked up Mia Yim uh, as part of the OC. You can throw her in a fucking tag team with her. There's no, the way that they've always booked this women's tag division 
it doesn't have to be specific people that they put together. That's why Chelsea. No, Green no, and, fucking and, and I agree again. that that's how they view things. I'm saying it. I literally why I prefaced every fucking comment by if I was SmackDown, if I was legit, if like if the writer rooms was. I mean, if, if the Fox room was real, if the Fox room was real, and we were looking at this logistically, I. That's why I'm not. I'm not. I'm not factoring this into their grade. This is literally mm. the logical part of me. This isn't the fucking kayfabe part of me. If okay. the logical part of me would pick well, Indy Hartwell first. For the record. Do what? I'm still in kayfabe during this whole conversation. That's fine. But if you can't tell okay. the difference that, I, that I'm in fucking logical mode, then I don't know what to tell you because clearly that's not what the fuck they did. If I'm just grading this pick as a kayfabe pick, I'm probably agreeing with you that it's a B. Then what, what the fuck are we talking about? Because I just wanted to throw out my idea for Indy Hartwell. I think it's a fucking fantastic idea. <laughs> It's a great idea to have her with Natalia Neidhart and have the new Heart Foundation. You I think what? their women's tag division you know is the worst Project, fucking division in all of wrestling. That's, a great, that's a, such a great idea. I think it is too. Thank you. Thank you. That's not what I think we're talking it, I think about. it's a great idea too. Because it's literally how Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart got together anyway. He had no, he had no fucking connection to them at whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And then they got yeah. together. He ended up marrying uh, one of his sisters yeah. or some shit like that. And he's the Samoa Joe of the Anawai family. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, pretty much, yeah. He's, <laughs> I don't even think he's Canadian. Anyway, fucking, uh, but then, like, Andy Hartwell would be the Jim Neidhart of the group, obviously. Like, that, mm. I think that would be cool as fuck, honestly. And because I just don't want to see Andy Hartwell get called up after she finally got her fucking moment over WrestleMania weekend and then immediately get lost in the fucking shuffle. Also, Natalia's not doing anything right now anyway. Why not? I think that would be perfect for them story of her fucking booking which is terrible because she's really good um i still think that at the end of the day what makes the most sense to me is still just picking candace LeRae here instead of so indy do you hartwell. give indy hartwell the edge though in this is that why you said they were two different grades so if we're given alba fire no, no, and no, aladonna no. b you're giving it a worse no. grade yeah it's a c i think you're you're picking her up with the idea that this is going to be somebody competitive in your singles division and you're picking up because she's a champion but the better pick here is candace LeRae, like by far if you're trying to build a singles women's division, just because Indy Hartwell is the current champion doesn't mean that she's done enough recently or that she won it in such a compelling way or that she's such a good athlete or any of that bullshit where I would want to pretend that she's good enough to build a division around or bring her in and have her be like at the top or even like the fucking upper mid card of my division. She's just not like I don't I don't mind her. Um, I think she's OK, but Candice LeRae blows her out of the water in every aspect wrestling wise. So I would always pick Candice LeRae. All right, so here's where I agree with you and disagree with you. Number one, I do agree that Candice LeRae is a better wrestler, but Candice LeRae has not been positioned better on the card than Indy Hartwell has in NXT, even though it took Indy Hartwell a long time to finally get there. She's basically the Liv Morgan of NXT, right? Candice LeRae has done nothing of note on NXT or WWE. You're basing that off of indie wrestling, which we all know she can do, and she's really fucking good at it, and she'll do anything. It's just those things that she's really good at, WWE's not going to let her do on the main roster. Number two... I do believe that there are better picks than Indy Hartwell um, in the other parts of this. Like, you could, she just got the title, right? So she just got her moment, like I said earlier. She didn't have some five-star fucking match, right? Like, she's not been putting on great matches like an AJ Styles or an Oscar or Ember Moon even in, like, NXT. Is for, if we're just talking about NXT women, Ember Moon, Asuka, Io Sky, you know, shit like that where she's been killing it and then you finally brought her up. She just did something of note. So I would even put, uh, I would even call up Cora Jade over Indy Hartwell before I picked Indy Hartwell. Or um, if you wanted to go real young with it, that somebody had a lot of raw talent that you could just think you Stratton. could do something with, Tiffany Stratton. Yep. 
You know, like, something like that, I think, would have made more sense, even in kayfabe, because Indy Hartwell just got um, the title. So Indy Hartwell is actually a lot closer to the number one overall quarterback pick in an NFL draft instead, right? Like, you don't know what they're going to be. No. I would say, okay. Do you remember how she won the title? Yeah, the ladder match. The ladder match, which, how, but what was the finish? Do you remember? Dexter helped her, yeah. Yeah, Dexter comes out and fucking picks her up and lifts her up to get the fucking title because she can't do it herself. Okay, so like I'm saying, if I'd even be more pissed off if Dexter was added into this and then... Okay, so this is why this is why I wanted the the people together, right? So Dexter and Indy has all have always been connected, and we're spending a lot of time on this last pick, but this is like the only one that we've really gone back and forth on. But anyway, Dexter is the one that's been connected to her even after he left and got called up, right? Mm-hmm. So he's still come back two or three occasions and done the Indy Hartwell connected universe thing. It's like really the only thing that's connecting NXT to WWE at this point because they act like NXT doesn't fucking exist on the main roster. So. To not have them together in the draft pool makes zero sense. But if you did that and you had Candace and Gargano together, I 100% would agree with you that it would be egregious not to pick Candace and Gargano over Loomis and Indy Hartwell. If they were if they were paired together only because you could then put people in two different divisions, yeah, I think there's some I think there's more value in that. But more value into it over Albafire and Isla Dawn, but not more value than Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano. I, you would pick you would pick Andy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis over Gargano and Candice LeRae. No, what I'm saying is that I would pick Candice LeRae over Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano. <laughs> because I just don't give a shit about Johnny Gargano. Um, I don't when you when you add Gargano into the into this mix, it, it doesn't matter to me at all. It changes nothing. It's, it's crazy to me because you're you're sitting there saying that you gave B to Fire and Dawn, and you know you did give India worst grade. No, I agree with you. Never mind. Yeah, I agree with you. No, I I agree. I you said a B minus though or some shit. What'd you say? Oh, I said I said B and C. B and B for, C. Uh, I'm giving it a for... C. I'll give it a C plus because she still is a champion. I'll give her a C plus. On but that she's a, it's, okay, it's but... the last pick. She's a champion. Even though we got all the other stuff against her with. Who else is in the pool? But like, at least she's won something. But look at her. Okay, she's won something. But look at her booking, right? She won the title in a ladder match where Dexter Loomis literally picked her up and helped her get it off the fucking thing because she couldn't do it herself. And then her one defense so far was the triple threat, where she's basically fucking knocked out of it for several minutes, comes back in at the end, and then steals the pin off of somebody else after they hit well, their. I can't moves. help that she got hurt in the match, dude. I don't care. I can't help that she got hurt at the match. That's, I'm not going to hold that against her. She comes back after being hurt. Hurt. Comes back after being hurt to do, what, two moves and steal the fucking win? You're not... That's not somebody that I'm like, yeah, let me draft them. No, I'm picking fucking Larray over that every time. This is a C pick. Okay, let's say Ronda Rousey was in this draft. Would you pick Indy Hartwell over Ronda Rousey, who her biggest claim to fame so far is her two-second interference in fucking WrestleMania? Who's been hurt all year? I mean, Rousey's had real matches. Not this year. She ain't done Not shit this year. Not this year, but I mean, this this goes back to the Shinsuke conversation, right? Like, how much do you, or the Edge conversation. No, I was about to say, it's closer wait, to the Edge conversation, yeah. Yeah, like, how much do you wait their past accomplishments? Um, and also, Rousey, I don't think I would, I think I would pick Rousey over Hartwell. I, I mean, I'm pretty confident in saying that. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't think this is that bad of a pick for round eight with who's in there. I, I'm not going to say that I'm picking Indy Hart or I'm picking Candace over Indy. What I'm saying is if I was in charge of the whole thing overall in SmackDown, the NXT champions would be the only people that were omitted from the draft. You can pick anybody else at NXT, but you're not picking our fucking champion. That makes no sense yeah. to me. I hate that. Um, because like you said, it's already oh, telegraphing it's what you're going to do on the next couple company. shows. Shawn Michaels, Michaels already company. needs help booking as it is. That show is garbage. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> here's here's another question. To and by me. the way, not only, they're, not only are both of these picks champs in NXT, they're both new champs. They both won these titles over WrestleMania weekend. Or no, Alpha Fire and Isla Dawn just won their titles. Not even closer, even even uh, more recently, I should say, over Fallon Henley and Kiana James. Mm. Um, I believe. Right? Or was that over WrestleMania weekend too? I don't think it was over WrestleMania weekend. I think it was after. Uh, it was that stand and deliver. It was the same one that. Uh... It was the same one. It was the same one as the oh, okay. uh, was it match. Sand and Deliver that they won them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It's early April. All right. All right. So, <laughs> woo, those are our grades for all eight rounds of night one. Night two is happening. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm. All right. Excuse me. All right. Woo, live wire went down the wrong pipe. All right, sorry, Mountain Dew. All right, um, ooh, live wire match coming up. Um, those are our picks for round one. Night two is on Monday. Uh, Monday's Raw, so I won't be doing, I won't be covering that show until when we do our show Sunday. Sunday. Okay, so we'll just do that first, and then we'll go live, or we'll do it after we go live. I don't fucking know. We'll we'll figure it out, or we could do it another Saturday. We could do it we'll next do it Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fine too. So our second. Night of the WWE draft will be a little bit later than um, than this one, but it will still be before the rosters take place. So I think it'll still be relevant, and I'd like to do a, a round two because I really like this setup and how it came out. And uh, let us know in the comments on YouTube what were your favorite draft picks from the night. What were your least favorite draft picks? Do you agree with our grades? Throw your grades down in there in the fucking comments, dude. I want to see some more engagement on our YouTube videos. I want to see some opinions. I want to reply to you. Even if you're the trolls out there that don't know what you're talking about, reply. This is all opinion-based. Just don't try to tell me and Ryan that we don't know what the hell we're doing. Um, if you uh, if you want to get made fun of on a future episode, just say some real know. dumb shit. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not... Probably won't go that far. Um, <laughs> too lazy to... I already got marked that tweet. I don't even <laughs> mark that comment on YouTube. Mark yeah. that YouTube comment. Um, <laughs> mark that YTC. Um, but anyway, let us know in the comments what you thought about our grades what your grades are like i said what are you looking forward to on night two hell just tell us what who do you think should go where on night two let's shake some shit up what's your bold prediction as well like throw throw some of those out there i'd love to read all that stuff hopefully you guys enjoyed the video that is wwe draft night one from raw and smackdown we appreciate everybody that came through and uh watch this video leave a like obviously subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and we'll see you guys soon. Deuces.